This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody had a great and peaceful Thanksgiving with their friends and family. I'd like to send a shout out to everybody out there who had a chance to really be thankful for a lot of things that is going on this year. We had a rough year. We had a rough two years. And... I feel that change is coming, but we'll see. We'll see about that. I hope that change in mental health, change in the way we treat each other in society, change in just everything. It's it's a long time coming. So I'm just thankful that I have been able to do this show, to be able to meet a lot of people from this show, from ACMG, uh, a lot of you know the celebrity guests that I had on the show, and my God, and just... The opportunities that I've been able to have, it's just, I, I can't be more thankful for that. You know, for, for the support that my wife has been given, the support of my family, everybody, you know, I couldn't be more thankful for that. So, you know, shout out to everybody out there who was able to make it theirs this year and work their butts off and, you know, just be thankful for just being alive right now. You know, it's just honestly, it's just, it's a lot of reasons to, and you just gotta, you gotta learn how to live your life the right way you know in your way for that matter so and be thankful that you have the opportunity to do that so um before i get started first of all i cannot stand really and i just told my wife this my wife also she's going through it too she just uh healed up from her leg injury she's now on the peloton bike trying to get herself back into shape uh in the running shape so she's running on the peloton bike i'm running on the peloton bike but even more for me for as far as in reference to the show i'm actually 
I hate taking breaks because it feels like I have to pick up where I left off and I got to get myself back in the gear again doing this and doing everything and writing the show and everything. And I almost didn't do a show this this week. I was going to just completely not do a show this week, but I'm like, no, I got to get back in the gear. I got to get back in the gear. There are things to talk about this week, and we are definitely going to talk about that. Um, but, you know, I was going to take a break, but I, I feel like the longer I'm out, the longer I'm just going to... Um, you know, delay it, and I'm going to feel delayed, so, no, we're back, <laughs> we're back, there are a lot of things that are going to be happening uh, soon, so, um, and I can't wait for 2020, for a lot of reasons, but in particular, uh, in particular for Talk Time Live, for ACMG, I am looking forward to seeing what is coming next, because I know some things that are coming, I know quite a few things that are going to be coming as reference to the show, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. And in reference to Keystone Comic Con as well next year, too. So, I mean, there's some interesting things going on. I'll tell you that. Before we even start the show, I want to give a big thanks because I wasn't here at the time, but I was able to head over to the House of Hardcore where I was able to meet in person my previous guest, Mike Herman, who is RetroSoft uh, Studios founder. And if you guys remember, I had him on the show to talk about Retromania Wrestling, the official sequel to WrestleFest or WWF WrestleFest for those who remember. And not only did I get a chance to meet him in person, he's a great guy, really fun dude. But I also got a chance to get my hands on a early demo of the game. And let me tell you, folks, and if you go into I, I, can't, I won't go into detail too much, but if you want more detail on my experience with the game so far. And just so far, my, my you know, early thoughts on it, go to TalkTimeLive.com. It's up there. You'll see video footage of it uh, that I've taken on air. And also, I wrote up uh, and pr- pretty much an article of my hands-on experience with it. I, I got to tell you, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a wrestling gamer, you are going to have a lot to look forward to with this game. And it, it, in its unfinished state, I enjoyed it. I got my tail and I got my tail whipped by a kid, but, but who was probably he was definitely hours and hours ahead of me as far as you know learning how to play the game. But the game was very fun. The control was fluid so far, just on the single player uh, portion of it. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to playing it. I will have Mike Herman back on the show once this is up and running in 2020. And we're going to talk about this. I, I I have great feelings for this. I have a really, really great feelings for this game. And uh, really, again, I'm proud that this game is made in Pennsylvania, like 45 minutes away from me. This is awesome. <laughs> I mean, we, we I can't, you know, talk about that enough that we we've done so many things in Philadelphia and in the Delaware Valley region and so many monumental things and iconic things have happened around here. And this just adds on to it. So this is awesome. Like we're now getting we're now getting gaming in Pennsylvania. So that's awesome. So shout out to him. I will be talking to him soon. And uh, I am expecting a T-shirt from him, too. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, that coming soon. I'll definitely be posted posting that on the ACMG Facebook group and um, as well as the other uh, formats that I have as well. It's really awesome. So I got that going on there. But. What I wanted to talk about today, we got a lot of news to talk about, some really interesting news, some uh, scary news as that, but our talk topic, basically, I'm just going to run down what I believe is some must-see TV this week, Um, preferably three. I I believe uh, Harley Quinn 
just came out this week and I got a chance to see that. Uh, we also had the season finale of Titans as well as this week's Mandalorian episode. I want to definitely talk about that because um, one of my favorite athletes turned actor or actress, if you will, uh, made her debut on the show, and that's Gina Carano. So I want to talk about all that. So we'll move all that to the talk topic of the week. But I want to get to the news now. So without further ado, let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. All right, so we're going to start off with some startling news. Uh, there are reports saying that Arrow and Doctor Who and Torchwood uh, actor John Barrowman, everybody loves John Barrowman. I mean, he the dude is awesome. He's just absolutely awesome, unapologetic, hilarious, and a phenomenal actor. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital after a severe neck injury. Uh, as a result, Barrowman had to cancel his upcoming performances of his show, A Fabulous Christmas. Uh, after an MRI scan and uh, his doctor diagnosed him with a, and forgive me because I have no idea what this is, but this is definitely spinal here, uh, C5-6 facet joint injury, which results in an immediate spinal uh, surgery. Uh, the actor has updated his status uh, to fans on social media, in particular Twitter, most likely, more, uh, more or less, uh, that he will be okay along with pictures of the aftermath in the MRI scan of where everything happened. Uh, we all wish him a speedy recovery. You don't, he hasn't revealed exactly what happened or how that injury has happened, but it's definitely, it, they said it was a severe injury. Definitely looked like a severe injury, but he looks to be okay. It's going to probably take him some time to recover, but we definitely wish him a speedy recovery. He was unable, he, he there were some inflammatory uh, situations in that area, and which uh, stopped him from being mobile and from being able to sing as well so um, I'm glad that he was able to get there on time and it could have been far worse from there so uh, I'm sure I speak for many fans that I hope we wish him the best and uh, hopefully we'll see him back on stage on TV soon there so I mean this is, he's an absolutely phenomenal dude so uh, you know hearts and uh, thoughts and prayers to him on that recovery last night on Toonami Special, The Forge. Now, Toonami always had these specials where it involves the their host, Tom, which is played by uh, Steve Bloom. This time around, Steve Bloom. There were other actors who played it, but when Steve Bloom, who plays virtually everything from Wolverine on down to, like, my God, I can't even think about all the, the voices this man has played. Um, but he, uh, he took the role of Tom He's been awesome as it. I mean, it's just blatantly obvious how really good this guy is. And now I think I think it's to the point now. All everybody who watched Tsunami and watched that character now and know who who it is and know that it's Steve Bloom doing it. That that's all we see. Oh, by the way, he was he's Sub Zero as well. That's one of the other characters as well, amongst many, 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 many others. Um, but I, I, this time around, and whenever these specials come around. They always have a situation where Tom is going to rather go through a crucial death, which leads him to a resurrection of a new body of some sorts. I don't think that's the case this time. 
As a result of last night's episode entitled The Forge, we saw the robotic and iconic host of Adult Swim's block of adult anime series actually bite the dust. And I mean, like, I've seen him die before, but also they somehow brought him back in a new form, in a really cool new form. I don't think this is the case this time. I don't know. But he went out. Uh, he, he bit the dust. They killed him off after after uh tom was trying to save uh his brethren who was enslaved by a uh, group of aliens and he managed to get them to escape he knew he was going out he was going out and uh as a result they shot him down i mean like shot him down if you watch it i posted it on our acmg facebook group because people didn't believe me because they were like yeah but he always comes back and i'm like yeah i know he always comes back but this time this looks really really to be it and the way that they the way that they directed the the scene and put it together it really seemed like this was it this was unexpected uh even sarah the ai you know she was in total shock she gasped when she listened to the audio of him trying to say you know i had a great time and we had great fun and boom he went out like ironhide did when megatron shot him down on transformers the movie which is funny because there's a part in that little bit. It's like about, I think, like three minutes of a clip that they showed. But within that three minutes, one of the, um, one of the, I guess, robot. You, the deal is, is that Tom is a updated version of what these these other robots are. So he, he is indeed part of their race of robots. And that's why he decided freedom because, you know, he didn't want to see his brother in and his brothers and sisters actually being enslaved. Understandably so. And they proclaimed him Tom Prime because they're all Toms. So, but he's Tom Prime due to the fact he stands out, or he did. And lo and behold, he, you know, which is funny, they called him Tom Prime. Like, this feels like an homage to Transformers in some way. So, and, and the fact that how he died sort of kind of went out that way too. It really reminded me of how Ironhide was taken out by Megatron in the ship exactly so all of the slaved tom robots was able to escape and and safely escape for now whatever is able to escape but it looks like next episode next week we're gonna see the aftermath of what happened there and how uh and they're chasing after this so i like the way that they tease they're really teasing this like he looks like he's really dead a lot of people think that he's not that he's possibly not but i'm sorry I saw the video, I mean, from the video footage, I don't see how he's going to come back. I thought maybe they have some sort of save data, maybe, you know, something. But the look on Sarah's face, the AI's face when he died, didn't look like they had a plan B. (laughs) The way that he went out didn't look like they had a plan B. Also, I wanted to point out that one one of the Tom characters had a lot of speaking roles throughout the week. So I don't know, this could be a passing of the torch. This could be the actual end to Steve Bloom's uh, run uh, as Tom, and they may be giving it to a new uh, actor here. I don't know what's going to happen, but it was deep. I really, really liked the way it was. Normally, I was looking forward to like, okay, Tom normally gets through. He tra- he gets a new body, something like that. I don't think they're going that road right now. <laughs> I think they. I think this is a passing of the torch. So we'll we'll see. You can find out more next week at 11 p.m. on Toonami, uh, which is Cartoon Network, so for those who don't know. so, uh, But if you know Toonami and all the stuff, you do know. So 
there. Um, I do want to point out, going to some gaming news here. We're switching on now. Going into some gaming news here. Neo Geo finally announced information on the Nintendo Switch's version of Samurai Showdown. A game that I said I would not buy. And mostly because as much as I love the any, I love all Neo Geo games, but if you're going to create, recreate this game, make it look every bit as much as Street Fighter 4, if you will. I'm sorry, you got it. And, and competing with all these other games, including Street Fighter 5, including Tekken 7, including uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, you name it, Mortal Kombat 11, which has this huge production this really huge production of you know story our story and narrative like you they really did a lot nowadays the common and standard way to do a fighting game now is to have a huge story to grab people in the universe because there are people like my brother-in-law who likes fighting only who cares only about fighting only i believe one of our acmg members elijah mckinnon also is just a fighter only type of dude to some extent um but then you got people like myself who are engaged in the narrative and the storytelling factor of the of the game as well as the gameplay so you i mean you're creating characters you gotta immerse them in and i felt like after what i played before and what i discovered it's like i don't want to invest in this not for the price that they're asking for and they were asking for uh 59.99 for this game and i'm like why would i pay 59.99 for this game that only gives you an arcade mode and a few other little bells and whistles if if i never got any fighting game at all and i had a choice between street fighter 5 tekken 7 fight uh dragon ball fighters uh what else um mortal kombat 11 injustice 2 let's bring that in too and then samurai showdown comes in who's gonna give me more for my money I, there's no way in hell I'm going to pick Samurai Showdown, regardless of how beautiful it looks, regardless of how the great the gameplay is. I, I, I believe that I am a smart consumer. So I'm not going to jump out of everything that I'm going to buy. I like to use critical thinking when I buy things. And as much as I am a huge fighting game fan, I, am, I consider myself an upper echelon collector of fighting games, whereas... You got to give me the amount of quality. This is not like the 80s. This is not the 90s. If a game like that came out in the 90s, I would have that would have been worth the money. But in today's market, we now got fighting games that give us so much more. It emerges, it immerses so much more into the experience of these worlds that are being created. You can't just give us and Neo Geo and to some to some extent Capcom have been really really arrogant on how they make games more bandai namco if, if anything too bandai namco is also like i don't know if that's a budget issue with them but a lot of their games do not like after dragon ball uh xenoverse and after um let's see the other game a few games that were really great uh tekken 7 dragon ball fighters uh xenoverse and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is also a really good one. But then after that, everything else just lacked. Uh, Soul Calibur lacked. It really, like, I don't understand why they didn't do this, give it the same treatment that they gave Tekken 7. Like, Tekken 7 got a full, you know, uh, storyline 
production, Hollywood production treatment there. I do not understand why they didn't do that for Soul Calibur. I was really upset at that. Really, and that it was that right there that led me to not wanting to get his Samurai Showdown. But lo and behold, out of all of that, there may be a reason for me to buy and invest in the Switch version of Samurai Showdown. And that is because the anybody who pre-orders this, which is going to be coming, this newly 3D remake, which is going to be coming early 2020. They don't say specifically whether January or February. I'm assuming it's January or February. Because once you reach March, it's going to start to stretch to second quarter. But it's coming into the early 2020. The trailer has announced that those who pre-order the game will also receive a bonus incentive, which includes the classic Neo Geo Pocket version of Samurai Showdown 2, which I actually still own. I have the physical cartridge with the Neo Geo Pocket with me. I think that is absolutely awesome. I gotta tell you, I used to love that game, that game system. It was so freaking awesome. You had these pixel, these like super deformed pixel versions. Uh, like, I guess you could call it 16-bit versions of the game. Even though they lacked the color palette that, you know, you see in most, you know, 16-bit games. It's still, it really, they did a really great job with that little handheld game. And it is kind of like the handheld version of the Dreamcast. It had a whole library of fighting really great fighting games and samurai showdown 2 was one of them they did a great job with that and its value at the time was i think about 30 40 bucks for that game and i think that combined with that i think now now i believe that is worth the money that they're giving so if you haven't gotten Samurai Showdown like I have and you own a Nintendo Switch, this may be the reason. I, I would say this is the reason why it's worth getting. Now, I'm hoping that Samurai Showdown will be good on the Nintendo Switch, but I think it. I, I have no reason to believe it's not. Neo Geo games have been on there before. Um, what is it? The uh, SNK Heroin uh tag frenzy is on there now granted even though that's not the best game in the world it's still in 3d and it's still fluid so there has been some slowdowns in uh in uh bandwidth and wi-fi for uh i mean in it for like uh online play uh but hopefully that will be solved with this one either way i'm a single player dude anyway so i just want the single player to be great and i know the single player was great on uh, as far as as far as fluidity and and uh, and frame rate and everything was really good on for that SNK uh, heroin game, so I'm expecting that to be at least good on there. But the addition of the Neo Geo Pocket, I'm all I'm I'm really really looking forward to that. So I I look to be getting that when it comes out soon. So stay tuned for that one as well. Uh, more interesting news about the Adult Swim. Uh, Adele Swim and Crunchyroll is looking to produce a new Blade Runner anime series. According to The Verge, uh, or Verge.com, or The Verge, the creator of Cowboy Bebop and Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, uh, also known as Alcon Entertainment, is partnering with 
Adele Swim, and Crunchyroll to produce a 13-episode series called Blade Runner Black Lotus. No additional information has been released regarding the plot, yet a press release says that it will include existing characters of the saga. It is said also that the timeline will be set in 2032, which is, according to them, is 17 years before the events of Blade Runner 2049. Being that Adele Swim will be involved, rest assured that there will be an English dub cast involved. So, all of you who enjoyed that the latest movie, which I still have not seen yet, <laughs> um, and actually, I haven't seen the original either, um, <laughs> or anything in between that. And if you guys who enjoyed that movie, uh, definitely is looking forward to that i believe so a lot of the guy uh, people in our acmg facebook group were really excited about this so there's that more anime for a buck um speaking of more anime for a buck netflix released a new anime that strikes a very very similar resemblance to another anime series that i loved and reviewed on this show levius levius just came out uh just recently on netflix uh, it's another quote-unquote Netflix original anime series, and I put quotes for a reason. Lovious is a sci-fi action-packed sports drama about a kid growing up and trained to be the best mecha boxer in the world. Uh, this story also tells the story of Lovious and how he got the mechanical arm, and it leads to him fighting in the mecha boxer circuit. The fighters in this promotion use the cybernetic arms to fight their opponents with uh, with uh, which to give them more climatic fighting experience and more power. Levius only uses one arm with another augmentation uh, sort of cast for his other actual arm. So now I watched the first episode. I, I, I will admit. I did like what I see in the first episode. I will be watching all of the other episodes, about 12 episodes in this series so far. And if this sounds familiar to anybody that is an otaku and watches anime consistently, especially have watched um, Crunchyroll animes or watched Tsunami, this is very similar and reminiscent to the modern day classic Megalobox, which also star you know stars in a character who uses mecha arms to for boxing i don't know what happened with that and how they got into that situation i mean it's the second you know what's even funnier it's the second anime on netflix that mimics another anime there's the uh, i forgot i i really hate to say that name because i always forget the name but um it's the anime that that Everybody um, is reminiscent of Abaki, the grappler. They have that game, Sinron, or Sinron, uh, I forgot the name of that one, but it's on Netflix. It's a mixed martial arts, underground mixed martial arts, um, you know, battle. Uh, and it just, it's weird. It's I got to learn more about this, but I will actually, after watching the first episode, I will recommend watching it. It is pretty good. I like. I do like how Netflix uh has this distinct style of using anime and 3d animation and it's pretty much like cell shade 3d animation um which is the best of both worlds i guess you're using um the hand-drawn anime look that everybody loves in anime but there's also this you know there's 
it's obviously 3D frames and 3D modeling within it and cell shaded. So the only thing that really, really gets me is some of them, like the, the frames, if it, it doesn't feel fluid all the time, but for for the record, this one looks really good. I would recommend people checking it out. I did like the first episode. I will most likely watch the entire series. I might even use uh, have that as a. T- uh, I might even talk about that next week in full as to what I thought of it. In fact, I will. Uh, whether it be a talk topic or not, that's a whole other thing. But I will bring it up and definitely talk about that too. So uh, go out of your way, check it out. I mean, Netflix has a ton of great anime. If you, I mean, if you don't own Crunchyroll or if you don't own uh, Funimation now. And I do recommend owning both if you like fun if you like Crunchyroll and just all subs. But I like I prefer Funimation, which has both sub and dub anime in there, and a lot of the library that they have in there, they have in there, and some of it they don't. But um, I do recommend both. I absolutely recommend both. But if you don't have it in the budget to do it, but you have uh, to not uh, not tsunami um, Netflix or even Hulu to that extent. They have some. They have a great library of anime in there, and original anime, especially Netflix. Netflix has been busting their ass to put in some original anime series in there, and I really appreciate it. Uh, so, I mean, that's just another one in there, and I think this one I'm going to like in particular. I like sports anime, uh, especially really over the top uh, sports anime, like like I like I did with the um, mixed martial arts anime, Baki the Grappler, which I'm still glad that they have it on there, and I hope that we get another season of that series because it doesn't need, it needs to it needs to you know have a follow up to a lot of things that went on there as well. So I'm very much looking forward. Plus, they just added Saint Seiya, the original series, and their own original version, and some of the other uh, OVA version. Like, there's a ton of Saint Seiya. Uh, anime and Nef- on Netflix if those are if they're fans out there of it so you got a lot out there it is it's really awesome so go out of your way to check it out folks that will do it for what's going what's new in the world of ACMG we're going to take a break come back and on our talk topic I'm going to talk about the three most enjoyable must-see uh, shows this week that I had a chance to check out we'll talk about that right after this Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, this is Jeff Thorne. I am the writer, producer, showrunner of the Avengers Black Panther's Quest TV series, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. All right, folks, we are back with our talk topic of the week, and it is 
pretty much me talking about the must-see TV shows this week. Comic book related, of course. Hey, comic book and movie related, if you want to put it that way. Actually, no comic book, because Star Wars does have a comic book out, so that clears it. So... I wanted to talk about, uh, mostly a lot of it is from the DC Universe app, actually, and uh, we had the finale of Titans this week, and I've been following that show. Uh, season season one was slow-paced, but it kept me wanting to watch more because I felt like something more was coming, and I felt like in season two it actually did. Season two turned out to be a really, really strong season. Um I like to relate it to Arrow season two, where Deathstroke came in. You know, uh, Slade Wilson made his appearance. Well, they did the same thing. Greg Belanti and Belanti Productions did the same thing here uh, when they wrote and produced this show, and they added their this version of Slade Wilson on here, which I thought that the actor did equally as I, well. I, would I say equal. I think he did just as good. I think I think he did just as good as the uh, Arrow's version of uh, Slate Wilson. I thought he did a good job. Uh, he played the part. He looked the part. He felt the part. And it, it I think once again the character that character's presence really stepped up the game for the show in general in terms of intensity, in terms of drama, in terms of action. Uh, I thought it. I thought they really did a great job. Uh, we got to see more of the uh titans together uh more of what's going on with hawk and dove more of what's going on with uh dick grayson as he finally gets rid of the robin attire and it the whole story the main story of this season was basically him leading up to becoming nightwing and i thought that they did that very well it was well paced uh they you know they managed to break away from that so we could focus on other things and then come back to it with really no problems and no disconnects of what's been going on we still know what's been following up with him we got to see bruce wayne this season uh, i wasn't feeling this guy at first you know it's, it's the actor from uh game of thrones i wasn't feeling him first because i'm used to the dark you know christian bell kevin conroy style uh even you know to, to some extent the uh michael keaton style of uh, bruce wayne but I felt after a while I warmed up to this guy and when he started really becoming signs of Batman that's when I really was like okay he's playing he's playing a part and many people especially those in the ACMG group felt that he was paying uh, homage to the Adam West version but with a little bit more serious tint to it and I can see that uh part of me thinks that he looks like like Bruce Wayne if he was done by Philip Drummond but nonetheless I really started warming up to the character and I felt like, okay, this is just a different version of Bruce Wayne. This is their version of Bruce Wayne. There has been other versions of Bruce Wayne before. The Dark Knight version that we saw from Tim Burton and Michael Keaton and Kevin Conroy and such. So I've accepted him and he really started playing a part. And there was also great action scenes with him on air. Um, with him fighting uh, Dick Grayson or it was the imaginary version of him, I guess, as well. But... Overall, I thought he did a great job at the by the end of this series, and uh, he really felt the part. They made him believable, so I dug it. Everybody, Fire um, Firestar and her role uh, playing in uh, as you know the princess, and now first of all, the hair is just on point. She looked really good in this season. Um, I knew that they said that they were going to eventually get to this hairstyle that everybody loves so much. And they even made mention of it uh, throughout, the, you know, one part of the series of um, when Dick uh, complimented her in the hair. 
And that was just a nod. That was definitely a nod. But I felt that they did a really good job on her story. And, you know, now it looks like... And spoiler alert for everybody who's going to be listening to this right now. If you're, if you're looking forward to watching this and uh, you didn't hear anything, just fast forward through. But her sister's coming. You know, we've seen... If you watch Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go, whatever like that, you know the story of her sister. Or even read the comics, you know the story of her sister. Her, sis- her sister is just deadly and evil and jealous of Starfire. And um, it's going to be interesting to see her come through. And, and at the end, it was like, woo, she's going to come big time. So there will be a third season as well. Um, we also saw Ravenger in here now, who apparently is now part of the Teen Titans. And uh, which leads to where is Jason Todd? Jason Todd decided to split ways with the gang. Um, I honestly thought that he wasn't going to last on his show. I really thought that he wasn't going to last on the show. And in fact, he did, to my surprise, because they were promoting and advertising that one of the Titans was going to die. And you got Hawk and Dove. And I liked, I also liked the way that they led us to believe that who it, it could have been anybody anybody in here it was um we saw hawk you know he's taking he's like you know going through a breakdown with his relationship with uh dove and he's now taking in drugs he's getting he's like at his lowest point but he winds up you know getting himself together after a while i still thought that he was gonna be the one that bite the dust you had uh, Jason Todd, who, you know, if anybody has followed Jason Todd in the comics, you know where that's going to lead to or should lead to at some point. And that didn't happen. They didn't pull the trigger there. So it just left us with Beast Boy or, you know, Ravenger, or, which at the time, Ravenger is not really a part of the team. But, you know, they were fighting Deathstroke. So I'm like, is Deathstroke going to kill anybody? No. In fact, they killed Deathstroke. It, it, to be honest, uh, ravager killed her and lo and behold dick grayson discovered that the re you know the whole part of the reason why the team you know split in the first place was because of jericho who is slate wilson's son ravager's uh, sister and lo and behold he was still alive he has the the meta ability to send his essence or soul into somebody else and inhabit their body so he doesn't really need his natural body despite the fact that he was actually killed by Slade or his body was uh, killed by Slade and he then went inside uh, he went inside Slade Jason I mean Dick figured it out that Jericho's still alive within him so you know why and there was one great episode involving dick and it was his origin story to becoming nightwing and how he became nightwing and what the symbol of the uh bird means and uh, i thought it was really cool how they put that together with him being jail and also assimilating a message of um of of uh what is it prison reform you know so they added they really they really did some outspoken uh things in air that i really appreciated and then you know was able to get their own message out in there a certain way. So that was that. And lo and behold, by the end, Slade dies. It's all over. They still have some things to worry about, including Katniss and um, Grace, who is Lex Luthor's uh, assistant, who was absolutely cutthroat in this. Sh- like, we need to get to see Lex. And apparently Lex Luthor is coming. 
he is coming. He's been mentioned at the end. He's obviously with the um, with the appearance of Gracie. Uh, I man, this woman was no joke. She was absolutely, absolutely no joke in here, like Amanda Waller level, cutthroat. Uh, so that's whole thing. The Catmus thing is a whole thing. Superboy uh, making his appearance. He's now part of the Titans as well. So we got him in there. Uh, uh, by the way, he looks spot on like Connor. <laughs> he looks spot on. We also got Crypto as well. Beast Boy was being taken over by Cadmus, and he's been brainwashed. So he's been murdering people all over the place un- uh, against his will. And uh, it, it just worked out thanks to Raven. You know, Raven got a chance to free him. So it just went, this thing just went everywhere. And by the end of all that, after they kill Slade and after they uh, save Beast Boy and Connor, out of nowhere, out of freaking nowhere, uh, Dove is trying to save these people because this tower is falling and it's going to fall on them. She's destined to die. All of a sudden, Donna Troy, who is Wonder Girl, z- like zips over to her, saves her by holding up the tower that is still electrified, electrocuting Donna Troy. Donna Troy actually is the one who dies i swear to goodness this is the part where everything was going so good with this show and it still is but then this part came and i'm like this is just so out of nowhere of her dying like just she just they I, i don't get this whole scene i don't get i don't get this whole scene at all i don't understand why this scene came uh, is this going to result in her coming back to life in some form? Now, Raven, at the end, decided to go with the Amazons back to Venascara because she believed that she can actually bring her back to life because she's healed other Titans before. So I don't know if this is what this is going to lead into, but maybe she'll be back next season, maybe not. But I thought this... I Actually, honestly, I feel like if she doesn't come back in some form or fashion with Raven helping her, I feel like that this whole situation, that one little scene was just the oddest thing ever and it just meant really nothing in a sense like this has to lead to something i I truly believe this has to lead to something but overall i felt that i really enjoyed this season of titans much better than much much better than this first season and i absolutely enjoyed it i hope that um i'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with the third i have stuck with them for quite a while and i was skeptical about dc universe but um they've they're bringing in some hardcore content to the show i mean i like uh doom patrol that was really good uh titans season two was really good swamp thing was amazing and they, i still hate the fact that he there that's on the chopping block right now so hopefully we'll get a third season of titans whether they ended or not as his third season or whatever i don't know we'll see they always like to chop things off at the end um at the head at least and we'll see we'll see the other as this says goodbye for a season we do get to season premiere or uh, series premiere of the harley quinn show and i absolutely when i saw that i saw the trailer on, on uh on social media i was like this this show this show right here is going to be very interesting because they're going out of pocket they're going in a way of um, making it more of a comedy. Now, if you guys remember, there was a Batman and Harley Quinn movie that came out with Kevin Conroy. And I believe the um, actress who plays um, Bernadette on 
uh, Big Bang Theory. She played Harley Quinn in there, and that w- that movie was absolutely, undeniably funny as hell. It was like to hear Kevin Conroy do some of the funniest things that I've never seen him do. Uh, it was just, it was fantastic. So in here, we get a chance to see um, a new Harley Quinn, not played by Tara Strong, not played by the female from Big Bang Theory, but another Big Bang Theory actress, and none other, none other than Penny herself. Uh, I forgot her name, but let me look this up. Let me look this up. Harley Quinn TV show. No, not Harley Davidson. There we go. Look at the cast here. Yes, uh, Kelly Coco. I hate pronouncing her name like that. I mean, the whole cast, this is an all-star cast. An insane all-star cast of actors and comedians that are in this show. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, Kelly Coco is Harley Quinn. Um... Alan Turk, who plays phenomenal on everything, is the Joker on here. You got Lake Bell, who I love on um, Bless This Mess. I, I mean, with Dax Shepard. And it's not because of, there's a guy named Dax in there. But that show was really funny. I really like that show. But she's also funny in there. She's playing uh, Poison Ivy in here. Uh, Dedrick uh, Bader from, uh, Bader from um, American Housewife, who I also enjoy, is uh, Batman. He always plays Batman in a lot. He plays Batman in a lot of uh, DC's content. Tony Hale is Dr. Psycho. You got Jason Alexander, who has not been announced to know where he's going to be portraying. Wanda Sykes is also in here as well. J.B. Smoove plays, uh, what is it, Frank the Plant, which is... um, Poison Ivy's, uh, I guess, best friend or plan or whatever like that, but he's hilarious on here. Uh, Ron Funches is said to be uh, on here soon. Uh, Jim Rash. It's just crazy. Um, G- uh, Giancarlo uh, Esposito as Lex Luthor. That's my man from uh, School Days and Breaking Bad. Like, dude. <laughs> so you got all these extremely awesome uh, cast of people in here. I mean, it's just so many. I'm just naming a few. Tisha Campbell's going to be on this show. Um, Sinai Lathan is going to be on this show. Will Saiso is on this show. Like, this, they've really brought the guns to this animated series. This is an adult. This is not for kids. I'm going to say this right now. Uh, I want to point this out right now. This is a rated. Phil Lamar is going to be here, too, of course. Um, This series is absolutely, undeniably, not for kids. They. This is a straight up rated R uh, TV show, and it's the 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 dialogue and narrative is very colorful. They do f bomb a lot. They do. It's very violent. It's like you don't want your kids watching this one. Not at all. They are. They take the kid gloves off. It's seriously. It's no joke. So. The, the, the situation with this is that Harley Quinn is, of course, as we all know, is extremely, to say smitten is an understatement. She's extremely ex- obsessively in love with the Joker. So much to the point that she never knows what, like, that he abuses her and doesn't give a rat's ass about her. And it takes, um, it really takes Poison Ivy to go through all sorts of ends even plot and plan a whole entire scenario of a situation that leads to her really fully understanding that uh joker doesn't like her and doesn't really care about her at all for her to understand that she needs to go on her own she needs to be her own person and she's gonna do her own thing now 
and along with Harley and a few other people, they're all going to be, you know, creating their own crime and being the top of the top of villains in this series. And it just, it's really cool. What, it, the funny part about it is like, you can hear, um, you can hear the voices of the people that you know that are in here, especially uh, Harley Quinn herself. When you hear uh, Kaylee on here, you can hear the Penny from, you can hear the voice of Penny from Big Bang Theory on this show. And then she goes and does the uh, accent, the Harley Quinn accent that we all know, which I don't know if that's a New York or Boston accent that she's doing, but it, you know, it's very familiar, you know, uh, style of dialogue that she does. And it's just really funny. I like the fact that now the two, the ironically, the two women who play actresses who on the show was not into comic books at all are playing comic, uh, a iconic comic book character uh, in the DC universe. So it's it's really fantastic. I really love this show. The first episode is out now. You could go check it out. Trust me. I don't think there's a person out there that will watch the show and say this sucks. This may be one of the best shows on the DC app, bar none. Go out of your way, check it out. It's going to be hilarious. You're going to have a good time. And just, I'm looking forward to seeing the entire season of this. So go out of your way to check that out as well. My final show, and we talked about this before. <laughs> Who hasn't talked about this before? Who hasn't? I haven't heard one person not talk about this as much as they talk about the one of the most iconic characters of this year since BB-8. And that's Baby Yoda. That is the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian this week, I believe this is episode four. This is chapter four. And this is also the debut, the actorial debut for uh, of Gina Carano into the Star Wars universe. Uh, anybody who gets put into the Star Wars universe, it's like, this is a badge of honor. This is huge. I like the fact that Martin Scorsese and uh, Jennifer Aniston and the guy Ford or whatever, uh, Ford Copeland, Francis Ford Copeland, um, talks about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, never talks about any other universes, never talks about any of the other, you know, TV shows or, or movie series that we've, like have out like they just totally point at the marvel like they they they're bullying centering around the marvel cinematic universe meanwhile there's dc there is cw with the dc universe there is star wars that's been out for ages and i'm like okay you don't point out star wars but you point out marvel no there's there's an instant line of hate there that's obvious if it's one thing to point out all sci-fi or all comic book movies at one point, but no, they singled out the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a reason. But I digress. The Mandalorian, you know, had Gina Carano in, and if those who don't know who Gina Carano is, and I can understand if why if people help, Gina Carano is a legend in MMA. Gina Carano is absolutely one of the best female MMA fighters of all time. Um, she actually, to be honest, it, I mean, it's. I, I'm going to use the hip hop analogy again for this. And I always do this, but this is so true to this as well. Where we know it, uh, Ronda Rousey for really, for really, you know, bringing women into pop culture and mainstream for MMA and sports. It was Gina Carano was the first person that really spotlighted people. But unfortunately, the promotion that she was in, which was like Strike Force or Elite FC at the time, didn't have the promotional power to push her over. She got over on her own 
because I mean, one, she she's drop dead gorgeous. Um, she can fight. She never lost at the time. She only lost one fight, and that was to Cyborg Santos. Um, which at that point she retired because I I don't know if she just felt that she couldn't. She wasn't going to be able to. You know that that was too much of a higher level. Cyborg to that credit Cyborg Santos from a fighting standpoint is a monster in some cases uh she just recently lost uh a fight you know or i think a fight or two at this point but it took forever to do it um then ronda so she retired then they needed somebody to really spotlight and then here comes ronda rousey who was just beating people in one minute span and became the hottest thing ever and so much to the point that she even convinced dana white of the ufc to start a women's division and Dana White was at the time who he always says he's not going to do something to do it said that he was never going to have women fight in the UFC ever and then Ronda Rousey came about and he was like oh we could do something with her we're going to start a women's division so uh but it was Gina Carano from a historical standpoint was the original so and from a hip-hop analogy she's Gina Carano is to the Sugar Hill Gang as Ronda Rousey is to Run DMC and if you know your hip-hop history, Sugar Hill Gang was the one... I mean, people will point back to Dolomite, yes. But the Sugar Hill Gang was really the one that put it on records first. And then shortly after, it was Run DMC that really brought it into the mainstream. And it, it just... Everything skyrocketed from there. It's kind of a thing. So she was originally the first, but she left MMA and went into acting. She had her own movie at one point. She also uh, been in a few other movies as well, noticeably Deadpool. And uh, she's been doing really well. Well, this, in fact, I believe is the biggest role she has taken on uh, to date. So she plays a also a bounty hunter in the show, if I'm correct. And she meets up with the Mandalorian and, you know, they sort of have a like Thor, Lady Sif type of, you know, uh, friendship where they fight together and everything. And uh, she really, they, they, I mean, to me, she put out a performance to me that was equivalent to that of Batista on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So I really enjoyed what she did. I absolutely enjoyed what she did here. Um, she will be back for, I believe, two more episodes. So I don't know what's going to happen with her after that. But I, the fact that she is in here and she's stationed here is really well. I like this episode in general because they somehow and I like every episode so far. I mean, this is everybody knows that this is a space western. You know, whereas like the original Star Wars kind of played off of like a sort of like a Kung, a, a Shaolin monk, intergalactic Shaolin monk style movie. This plays like more of a uh, a space western, if you will. And every episode has the Mandalorian along with what we call Baby Yoda, which we know that it's not named Baby Yoda, but we're adopting that name anyway because it just sounds way cuter. Um, we actually. You know, he actually goes on his journey. He took the kid. He's trying to keep the kid safe. He thought that he finally found a place that he could keep those kids safe. And in fact, that wasn't the case because there is a squadron of, uh, I don't know who these guys are, if they're the dark side or the, yeah, not the dark side, but the, uh, I forgot what rebellion, uh, not rebellion, but what uh, squad these guys are. Um, but everybody's hunting for this kid. Everybody's hunting for this kid because of his abilities. And this could be the second coming of a Jedi and Yoda or whatnot. And 
he finally thought that he was going to be able to one find peace for himself or possibly find peace for the kid and that he wasn't going to take on this this uh this is this sort of uh mercenary hire at first but he took it upon his own heart to check out the place and see what these guys are doing this is a small village of people trying to grow crops and these uh, invaders were coming in and lo and behold they were able to fight off the group of people and after a while he thought that the mandalorian thought that he was gonna be able to keep the baby yoda there because he loved it there they loved him there they would be able to protect him until they discovered that somebody was trying to assassinate the uh the baby yoda and thanks to gina carano's character that didn't happen but it led to the mandalorian figuring out i can't keep him here he, he's safer with me so unfortunately they had to go and the kids that the kids in that village really was heartbroken because they wanted him to stay who doesn't want baby yoda to, to stay with them that i mean if that if that kid does not grow that is one of the most lovable creatures i would ever want to be around aside from my dog and my cat <laughs> it's just freaking adorable how do you not smile every time you see it um it, it it really just looking at that kid really brings the fatherly or motherly you know side of anybody even if you know you just want to you just want to make sure that that kid's safe um but lo and behold he uh heads off and they end up traveling again off again and well i don't know what's gonna happen it seems like every week they go through a different adventure with the premise with the main premise and main plot point is that he's trying to, to save this kid and trying to learn more about this kid but he's also trying to figure out himself and trying to find peace within himself and they kind of revealed a lot about uh, about him in this episode too uh which talks about how he grew up and his parents dying and you know it was the the uh the guilt that took him in and made him what he was so he honors them immensely for that and so we're we're starting to learn more about you know his life as well this was going on it looks like we're gonna venture out john Favreau, who created this show <laughs> this guy can do no wrong this guy absolutely can do no wrong he is brilliant i put him in the line of brilliancy i enjoy everything he's done the jungle book loved it of course iron man which he's the you he's the reason you when you go down to it he's the reason why we had 11 years of marvel greatness absolutely it started with him if it didn't happen if it didn't if it wasn't successful none of this wouldn't happen he wouldn't get these opportunities that he would get um we would never see chef <laughs> no joke that's absolutely true you would never see chef because none of, he would probably not have even known scarlett johansson to be able to do all this and there you know that none of that would have happened so i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed this episode as i do all the episodes disney plus once again is killing it um i'm enjoying every bit of content in disney plus right now not only just the mandalorian but also all of the old stuff i'm watching gargoyles i'm watch by the way and i talked about this on the acmg facebook group and i'm i'm standing by this hard as a statue on the top of a tower the gargoyles theme music is without a doubt the most epic opening theme and opening scene in anime in American animation history. Every time I listen to that song, I literally want to go into war. <laughs> it's just if you need a song, if you need a fight song, a, a an intense fight song, and you got a group of people and they're all about to get at it, 
Yo, you can't get any harder than that. I mean, there's some hip-hop songs out there that I can recommend, too. But, man, that is rage personified. (laughs) So, I really loved it. But, um, you know, three great shows this week. I highly recommend going out of your way to check it out. If you don't have the DC uh, app, I think this would be a great... The DC app, Disney Plus, if you're a comic book fan, great, absolutely phenomenal Christmas gift to have to give to somebody uh, like a yearly subscription of that of either or especially Disney Plus because Disney Plus I think it's like 60 bucks for a yearly subscription of that so you could definitely go out of your way to get that it's awesome um definitely it's worth it Disney uh, DC uh, Universe app too I'm actually what I'm going to do next week as well which leads into next week's episode because in one week Crisis on Infinite Earth finally premieres on the CW. And I have been reading the original saga, thanks to the DC Universe app, because they their comic books are all up there. So I can finally read this and see what's going on. I can tell you what, um, real quick, I will tell you before we end the show, I really do like the fact of seeing how I, everything I watched for years on the CW and the Arrowverse, I'm seeing going on here in, a, in its original way. But I'm going to talk about that next week, so stay tuned for that. Folks, that will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for checking us out. I'm Hopefully, we'll stay on. I know this is the holiday season, so lo and behold, there will be some more breaks coming soon. You know, you got New Year's, you got uh, Christmas coming. So without a doubt, there will be some breaks coming from me here, but I will keep it strong and you know keep it going for as much as possible but i hate these breaks i really hate these breaks it it feels off and odd and i gotta get myself back in the gear again but we will keep it going definitely uh we got a lot going on here tonight if anybody is not doing anything if you could you have dvr and all the stuff because i got a dvr the uh the go home shows to tonight because I am going to check out Megan Rand at the Kung Fu t- uh, Necktie uh, down here in Front Street in Philadelphia. He's coming back into town, uh, so I'm going to get a chance to uh, see him and uh, see him perform again, and it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, everything will be uh, going okay from that point. So I'm going to check that out, and then next week uh, we're going to talk. We're like the whole two weeks is going to be about Crisis on Infinite Earths. So stay tuned for that and much more. This. Sound, um, this week on Select Start. Stay tuned for that because I am going to run down the nominees for the Game Awards, which will is now December. We will be talking about all of that and uh, what's going on and give some of my predictions on what I think uh, is going to win for what categories that I'm interested in as well. So stay tuned for that as much more. Please keep checking us out on TalkTimeLive.com. Check out our interviews on TalkTime Live exclusive on the exclusive page of TalkTimeLive.com or you could type in TalkTimeLive.com forward slash exclusive. You could check out our ACMG Facebook group on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG1. Join us there. We have a great time. You have to have a legit profile in order to be approved, bar none. You are not getting in by just getting in on Thursday because I guarantee you have another account. You have a real account. We don't want people to hide. We want people to we want people to know that you're in a safe place. You're at a place that you can get to know yourself. And it, I didn't realize that this only happens. This legit only happens on geek pages like this or, or you know fan pages like like uh, mine um where this happens this happens all the time i'm on other pages i'm on a new peloton 
group, which is like thousands of thousands of thousands of people in there, all of them not afraid to show themselves. I don't know what it is about the geek culture that people choose to want to hide behind the back of a picture or whatever. Like, just show yourself. Just you. The whole point of social media is to be friends, people. You're trying to learn to be new friends. You're trying. If you have no ill will or no ill intentions, there's no reason why you can't show yourself or, you know, show who you really are. It's not that deep. It's really not that deep. So just enjoy yourself. Enjoy what you love and enjoy it with other people that enjoys the same thing that you want as well. So, folks, definitely check it out. Uh, please continue to support us by following us on. Follow me on Instagram, first of all, at Xavier. Uh, underscore Josiah you can check me out there also you can follow us and subscribe to us on iTunes iHeartRadio Stitcher Google Podcast Podbean and I believe there's probably more out there but those are the ones that I have officially got on to as well so definitely stay on for that and much more so folks that will do it. and by the way on Select Start I may have another review of a game that I've been trying to play I think Katana Zero may be the one I'm going to uh, check out I finally got a chance to get that thanks to the the black friday sales and everything stuff like that so um so that will do it folks on behalf of myself this is dak xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care and have a great week Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.